This is the Milo Sweet Podcast, where you'll learn to get unstuck. Start now. Conquer life's challenges by learning to do difficult. Find quick and clever ways to overcome. Wait, did you think life was going to be easy? Remember, all of your excuses are now dead to me. Let's get started. Guess what time it is? It's time for you to hit the subscribe button and find one, just one person that you think will benefit from this. But if you're feeling a little like generous, right? Or you're super um, free with your time right now, probably doing nothing because you're listening to this. Um, Well, maybe if you're doing something, actually just make yourself free right now. Hit subscribe. What are you waiting for? Hit it. Come on. Hit subscribe. Um, you actually, uh, brought up a point about broken trust and infidelity that made me think of something. Is there things outside of an affair that can make you feel like your, your partner cheated on you and oh, break yeah, trust? Like, definitely. do you deal with any yeah, cases like yeah. that? Um, that's a great question. Are there things outside of infidelity that would cause people to, yes, that's a great question. There are, you know, this is the other, this, it, you know, I mentioned kind of like what inspired my TED talk. I asked myself, what patterns do I see? And what I see is, is this is the pattern I see that, and this is answering your question. When I would, everybody I see, and I think this was even before I had a podcast where I addressed infidelity, but pretty much everybody I see, then uh, there might be exceptions, but there hasn't been an exception in a long time. Everybody I see, Cause I don't get, I don't get premarital couples who are like, you know, we're getting married and we are just coming in to do premarital. They don't do it with me. Like I'm too expensive. You know, they don't think they need any help. You know, they don't, you know, I'm coming to people who were like, this is our last resort. We've already been to three or four other marriage counselors. That's who I get. Uh, and so what ends up happening is people develop what's called an attachment injury where we have this expectation that our partner is going to be there. And then they're not there for us under a moment of crisis. And then that co- that breaks trust. You're not there for me anymore. Mm. This, I'm out at sea. The waves are hitting me. You know, McCracken is coming out of the ocean. The pirates are after me. And my lighthouse isn't shining their light. I feel more betrayed by that and more injured by that than I do about McCracken and the pirates and the waves hitting me. That far traumatizes people far worse than anything that's out at sea is when my lighthouse that I've relied on and been to and is my support system is gone. That causes far more damage and far more pain than anything out in the world or out in the sea. And when that happens, it creates massive, we talked about contempt. That's where contempt comes from. You weren't there for me when I woke up from surgery. You weren't there for me when uh, I had my miscarriage. You weren't there for me. You were, you know, with your buddies drinking or you were doing this or you're doing that. You were at the strip club. You were at, you know, you were watching pornography. And I, with, you know, girls that are barely legal to be shooting themselves in pornography and I was sexually abused. What kind of person are you? That that creates massive, massive trauma. Uh, I say massive trauma. 
it creates big hurts. Let me. That might be a better, more accurate way to put it. it creates big hurts that can feel. Well, I think it depends on the person. Yeah. I, I think trauma could yeah. be part of it. It really depends. Like a trigger. There's. I believe there's triggers that we have. Sometimes we know about them, and sometimes we don't. And sometimes it really can create trauma that we're unaware of. You know. Oh yeah. I um. So I do. I can see that. Yeah. And like. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of a scale, but at the very least, it creates a deep emotional wound that causes people to put a wall right. up and they say to themselves, I'll never do that again. I'll never lean on you again. And then they start to become there. Maybe that maybe in the beginning, they were that really caring person. Then they're that caring person who says, you know what? I'm not going to lean on you. I'm going to lean on myself. I'm going to get my own needs met through myself, maybe my friends. And sometimes that's when the affair occurs. I'm not going to lean on you anymore. I'm not going to turn to you anymore. And I'm going to go to another lighthouse. A lighthouse could be friends, could be God, could be an affair partner. But I'm going to get a new lighthouse. It ain't going to be you. I'm done leaning on you. Doesn't mean I'm going to get divorced, but I'm sure as heck not leaning on you anymore. And they retreat and pull inward and they don't lean on their partner anymore. And that's when I see people in my office. That's that's the pattern. And you know, because that yeah. no, oh go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think that's actually really helpful. And I, I don't know, it's something that every time you say lighthouse, literally in the last like three podcasts I've had, I've talked about there's a switch that you expect to come on. And this is more internal that I don't really think about if my lights are coming on in the house. I wake up, I cut the lights on. I just know that they're there. And sometimes, you know, we have to turn that internal switch on for ourselves. But in the context of my partner providing that light, I feel like that's actually very, very powerful um, to know that that light is going to be there. I just, I never connected that before. That's very, very good. So if we're all at home, we're with our partners, people are stuck in the house, having to work from home with the kids, homeschool, totally new life. Is there one tip that you could give to allow people to have some fun while they're at home? Um, Dealing with a new normal. Yeah, a you know what I think it is? <laughs> is just self-care. Like, self-care. Meaning, you know, one of the ways that I, that I do not have access to self-care anymore is I like to be around people. Like, I have elderly parents. So, my mom has, my mom uh -huh. right now has stage four cancer. They, you know, she just, re <sighs> they did a, you know, they're, it's, the, the cancer doctors are fantastic. The way they're doing with cancer. It's fantastic. Uh, but like, I can't be around her. My dad is 80. I don't need to be around him. My stepdad has diabetes. I don't need to be around him. But like, it's, you know, so one of the things that I've always, and even if it meant going to the bookstore for like 30 minutes, but something I've always enjoyed yeah. getting out. Don't have to talk to anybody. Me too. Out. And I've had clients and, you know, who are like, Oh, my whole lifestyle has been social distancing. I didn't know there was a term for what I, how I lived. And, you know, <laughs> but I'm not like that. I got to at least, even if I, I'm not a huge extrovert, but I do have to have a little bit of time where I'm around people and, or I kind of over, or eventually start to like go nuts. And, and, yes. or, you know, part, and I'm the guy, usually if there's a snowstorm in Oklahoma, I'm the guy that has, that, that's the idiot that's out on the road, like driving, like, to where I don't know, but I'm like the guy who's like getting out, you know, like 
you know, just out in the road, the idiot, the lone idiot out there. Like, cause I get, I get cabin fever and I got to get out. And so the thing that I normally have had that's helped me recharge my batteries has been that. And then the other is I like to go to the movies. I like to just go to a dark theater, watch something that I hope is good and just sit back in the recliner and focus on something that, because my mind just always races. I'm always thinking of something. I'm always working on something. Me too. And a movie, you know, is just a yes. way to like, you know, but going out because it meets that social need, but just sitting in there and watching something. And, you know, I don't have that. And so, so I've had to come up with new ways for self-care. And, and this might, you know, what I've found is getting time away to still be able to work towards something that makes me feel like I'm growing. So I'll, so I'll support mm. Morgan so she can do something that makes her feel like she's growing. And then I'll, I'll take time away from myself so that I feel like I can grow too. And, uh, cause I feel like I'm, I, I don't, I'm not a happy person unless I feel like I'm making some forward progress for growing. Me too. So that, that's, yeah. So I think that's, I think that's probably my advice. Yeah, you know, actually, there's a huge connection to that. I'm not sure if you've heard of Tom Bilyeu of Impact Theory. He helped to, um, he was the co-founder of Quest, um, the nutrition company. Um, I think he sewed it. I'm not sure the logistics on that. But basically, his theory, and it's kind of from Carol, Carol Dweck, the um she wrote mindset from the the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. But the theory that he comes up with, it's mixed with a couple different books um, from the book Anti-Fragile. I could go on and on. But the theory is that confidence is comes from a pattern of learning a new skill or learning something and then doing it and learning it, doing it, reflecting. And over time, we have confidence. And then that's when we add meaning. And some, you know, meaning comes somewhere in there to what we're doing. And without that, we just don't feel good about ourselves. It's just really interesting that you said that because I that's how I started a podcast. I was like, you know, I need to do something. I can't, I just can't sit yeah. still. Yeah. I can't keep talking my husband's yeah. ear off about books I'm reading or studies or what I find on mm -hmm. PubMed. I I need to do something. Usually my outlet is elderly. Like I love, you know, I do, um, I'm a licensed real estate agent in Oregon. And so I homeschool my kids, but I spend a lot of time in my community talking to to people and usually out during the day there's a lot of elderly people that work or they're retired or they're volunteering and so i find that's a lot of my community and it's been cut off and it's very yeah. interesting it, yeah. you like you said you didn't realize the you know i didn't realize how much of an a go out and do person i don't necessarily have to have a huge interaction but just bringing them a cup of coffee or just something like that that actually it's a five minute exchange but it really does make a huge difference so i feel like that connection has lost been lost for me and i've spent a lot of time just learning that's what i've been doing i, I find that that has helped me as far as self-care and then just finding time to do something my family deems as fun which not always is fun to me but i it's valuable to them so i try to make sure that that's important any last words before we wrap it up and then tell me where yeah, people can um, find you last words i think really something I said in the podcast is, you know, we've talked about kids. So the last words will be, if your kids modeled your behavior, 
give what you give, Whew. what kind of relationship would they have? And that, you know, Michaela, let me say this. That was a true story. That happened uh, before I left. I, you know, I, my wife ended up coming. She ended up flying across the country with a, at the time, like a, maybe a 10-month-old and our son who just turned four. She ended up flying across the country with them by herself on an airplane. And I had the, up until then, I had, you know, she decided the last month to go ahead and come. I was going to go by myself, so I went out to eat with my son, and he's mimicking everything I'm saying. He's watching everything I'm saying, and he is. It, it was the first time I ever noticed it, and I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, honestly, I haven't really seen it much since then. But he, I'm placing my order, and he's saying everything I'm saying. He's saying it how I'm saying it, and it sent chills up my spine. I'm like, holy crap, this kid's watching me, and you know, and yep. it, I realized who how he's going to love how he's going to be in his relationships it's all in the context within the context of who i am as his dad you know and so what he he's going to end up giving the things that he sees me giving he's going to what his normals is going to be my normal and so you know what you give you know if they if they give what you currently are giving what kind of love will they have will they have a love that lasts so that's my final thought I think that is beautiful. I, I created a course that's called Homeschool from the Heart, and it really just teaches parents to have the mental fortitude to parent. Like your kids are always learning from you. So even though it's called Homeschool, it's really a huge part, like a, a video that I made was just that imaging is so powerful. But the here's the part that you said, it's since chills up your spine to see that your child was monitoring, modeling your behavior. And I think that that's important, that it actually is good for the mentor and is good for the mentee that we think that we, we are like, we think of it as one sided, like I'm the parent and you should be doing what I say. But if you allow yourself to have access to the feedback your child can give you, it actually is a great accountability process and it actually will provide lots of benefits for you as a mentor. There's so many things that I've learned from just paying attention to my child modeling my behavior. Even if I do nothing to change it, sometimes I don't, I will be honest. But just that reflection improves my processes and how I deliver things. Now, where can people find you? Thank you so much for joining me. This was fantastic. Uh, People can find me a couple different places online. If, you know, dealing with broken trust, healingbrokentrust.com healingbrokentrust.com that's our website for that issue we have a a podcast called healing broken trust and then we have uh, another website called totalmarriagemakeover.com and that's totalmarriagemakeover.com and my TEDx talk, talk you can find that on YouTube just by going to YouTube and typing in Brad Robinson TEDx, or you can do that on a Google search and you'll pull up my talk. And if you find me on there, uh, give me a like and uh, leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. I've been interacting with the commenters so far. We'll see how long that goes, but I've been interacting with the commenters so far. And so thank you very much. I appreciate you. You are so welcome. Before we end, I just want to clarify for someone contacting you you are you doing oh, virtual yeah. sessions or do uh, they yeah, need right to be in- doing, I've, I've always done virtual 
Um, with the podcast audience, I've been able to meet people literally from all over the world, all kinds of countries. And yeah, so perfect. If, if they want to work with me virtually, they can. Uh, we do have a private practice in Tulsa. Uh, the name is Marriage Solutions in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, but they can you know find me um, on those couple websites as well. All right, that, that's yeah, wonderful. Thank you, thank you so much. That's another episode in the books. Hello? Hello? I said I said it's over. Why are you still listening? Like, seriously, the episode is over. If you're still listening right now, you know what? You're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening to you. Come on, for real, seriously. We gotta go do something productive. No, like, for real. No, for real, for real. Okay... You can keep listening.